Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yodis B, sport of time. I can't believe it. We're back. We are back again. To the delight of probably nobody, because we scared everybody off. We are back for episode 333. I'm Brandon. John's here. Hi, John. There were people who were excited that we were back like three weeks ago, and now we've done one three weeks in a row, and they're getting yep. tired of us again. All right. All right. That's, that's enough. Slow your roll, pals. And uh, that was the, the dulcet tones of one chicken finger 69. Hi, chicken. What is up, fuckers? What is up, fuckers? Uh, I heard you on uh, Rand's podcast this week, chicken. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really excellent <laughs> performance. As always. You. Uh-huh. I don't. I can. Uh, I'm gonna say thank you, but I, I'd put the percentage at about seventy five percent. I'm seventy five percent sure you're full of shit, and I just, you're just yanking my tits. So. Now, are you? Yeah, but that's uh, just who you are. That's just who you are. Moving right along. Are you? Uh, are you a confident enough person to listen to? Listen back to it. Hmm. I don't think lack of listening back is about confidence. I think I just like, I don't, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, but I don't think it's because I don't want to hear myself. It's just sometimes I will, I guess this mm-hmm. time I didn't. Okay. If yeah. I remember to like, he doesn't post it until I don't know what it was like maybe 20 hours after we did it. So it's kind of like, Oh yeah, that's right. We did that. Right. You're such a the moment he, guy, you know? Well, I'd like I'm at when he posts, I'm at work, right? So I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, I should listen to that on the way home." And then I don't drive home for six hours, and I forget. So he's got a very funny way of like complimenting you at the end of like oh, you know, like he'll you know, it's he's a funny guy. He says stuff in a very exaggerated way, but he sometimes has a it just basically like he's not totally insane. Everybody, just a little. I'll have to listen. So kind of a backhanded compliment. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, I think you'd appreciate it. I think you'd okay. go. I Actually, that is the nicest thing. Anybody, the, the best way for somebody to sum me up is his. Yeah. You'd like it. So it's, it's worth going I, back to listen to yourself and all of your, your many fans that are he listening. He doesn't sweat to much for a psychopathic maniac. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, <laughs> that sort well, of thanks. stuff. You go, hey, oh, all right. <laughs> I keep it cool in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay. I didn't know. Also, he interjected a little. Okay, I'll have to listen back. You'd enjoy it. I I got a chuckle out of it. Yeah, I would. My my, my favorite chuckle. thing of the, about the whole thing is that Mike set off to be a serious journalist and 
really bring the news to people. He really wanted to do great things with his career. And when he started this podcast, he wanted to make it as great as possible. And he's done really well. And yet all of a a set of circumstances too complicated to relate has led him to say on his extremely good podcast. Hi, I'd like to welcome Chicken Fingers 69. 69 does the whole entire (laughs) not (laughs) like you you have to say like you don't need to say the number, but he does. For accuracy. Is there anything more delightful than that right there? It, it's so good. Yep. And he does the full formal every single time he introduces yep. I love it. I'd like to welcome my friend, Mr. Chicken, Chicken Finger 69, 69 Esquire. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so JD. Sir Chicken Fingers 69. Governor, Governor Chicken Fingers. <laughs> I have, I do have a laundry list of names for when I, for when this account gets taken down you know yep. gets deleted or yep. demand next time the vikings are in the playoffs laundry list i got a laundry list of new names i've thought about it i've ridiculous. thought about that a lot actually probably yeah. too much about what the next the next names are going to be yep i'd like to welcome mr Horsefucker 420 <laughs> back to that's <laughs> <laughs> yes that's, that's one up. of them that's one of them how'd you know did, <laughs> no, you see, I, yeah. did i show you the list yeah, <laughs> yeah your video is accidentally on you're holding it in front oh, of it <laughs> Okay, let's get started. Um, I got we got some fair amount of feedback about how confusing takeout beers was as a gimmick last week. Um, really? Did you really? Or are you? Well, mostly just John's wife. Yeah, uh. my my wife somehow was listening the next day and was sending me text messages from upstairs, going, "I don't get this. How many? What's a takeout? How many takeout beers is good? What's the and best I said number?" I couldn't. I said it couldn't be more simple, dear. One takeout beer equals ten takeout. It's ten takeout beers. beers. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll. Uh, so I was thinking, but I do like the the ranking uh, gimmick. I like that. So yeah. I went back. If you remember, two years ago, and actually this is at the very heart of the pand- at the beginning of the pandemic. I didn't remember that part. We did a sixty four team bracket of the best beers. Mm-hmm. And I had completely forgotten at what one. Do you guys remember what uh, our our beloved listeners uh, decided was... Cabin beer? Just, I, yeah, just, arrived, the... just arrived yeah. at the cabin or something like that, yep. wasn't it? Yep, cabin yep. beer was number one. Um, so now this this bit we can just call it cabin beers because it's it. easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give zero cabin beers to a tree falling on your house in the middle of the night. Yes. That's... <laughs> understandable not even a sip of a cabin beer i got up to the cabin after a long friday i opened the fridge zero beers raccoon living in the fridge (laughs) raccoon Mm -hmm. rabid raccoon bites me yes bites in the crotch yep crotch bite raccoon that's what i give a tree falling on your house um has it happened either one of you have either of you had a tree fall on your home before i had during a during a storm kind of like last night's one time i had a huge part of a tree fall on my driveway, but not on the house. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was a little bit the same thing. Like, wow, I'm glad this turned out this way, but also now I've got a whole day of cutting up a tree with a chainsaw and dragging it to the tree dump. Oh God. Yeah. That's a nightmare too. Um, so 1230 last night, I'm sawn logs, just deep sleep. The deepest REM. Is that the number? Is that the mm-hmm. deepest, like full inception sleep? Sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, a sound so unbelievably loud, it like shook our house. And we just both, you know, went from dead asleep to 
like high jump launching out of bed and just started sprinting around the house and still basically dead asleep. You know, like we hadn't right. really woken up yet because we didn't know what to do. Like if a fire alarm goes off, that's something or if I don't know. And it so the house shook like it was an earthquake and then all the power got knocked out and we sprinted into the, both the kids rooms and they didn't even wake up. They're both just dead asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, and then we're kind of running around the house. I grabbed a flashlight and it felt urgent to find out what was happening. So we're running, um, with flashlights and just room to room. And there's like nothing wrong anywhere. So we're like, what did, did, were we both exaggerating? Was it really that bad? And we didn't really know what to do, but instinctively it felt like it was outside. So started to look out windows and it was just like monsoon level. Uh, I've now just said it was an earthquake and a monsoon, uh, double both um wind and rain and there was leaves blowing all over the place and finally realized after looking out one window that i looked up at the roof and an entire tree was on it like oh wow okay well that explains it all um so tried to go outside it was just too bad it was pitch black and um so basically just sort of realized okay it's bad but our house is essentially intact it didn't really get into the interior it cracked the top of one of our ceilings but it wasn't like um anything interior so try to go to sleep. Um, I don't know if you've ever in the middle of the night, all of a sudden had your heart rate at about 220. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to happen for a while. So just mm-hmm. basically just stared at the ceiling for two hours, uh, try to get to sleep and then came out this morning. And yeah, we have a 35, 40 foot Oak tree in our front yard that basically just split down the middle and it's about 20 feet from our house. So 20, about half of that tree was on the top of our roof, uh, today. And it was, just i mean there was just there was just so much tree there was really <laughs> there's just tree everywhere um it obliterated our chimney which is really incredible really? the whole there was a six foot chimney and four and a half feet of it just completely sh- smithereens on the ground a couple of them bounced off our neighbor's house uh so to deal with her this morning and um yeah just like bricks all over the place branches leaves uh splintered uh trunks because it kind of splits at some point there too i worked for many many hours chainsawing and it's still like i I barely put a dent in it right so um so yeah that was my day like zero beers wow raccoon bite yeah that really does suck i'm sorry i'm i'm happy that everybody obviously sure everybody's healthy um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that sucks a lot. You no, know, it's part so of it. I, I, I just got... want to ask, I just want to ask for one second mm-hmm. before we started this, I asked, how is the house? All right. And you said, yes, the house is fine. And that's an extremely strange way of expressing this tree cracked one of our ceilings and knocked the chimney <laughs> off our house. That's not the... what I meant when you said it was fine. That was not what I was expecting to happen in that story. No, the, the interior is fine. Like if the crack in our ceiling is like, you could be at a friend's house and you'd look and be like, Hey, do you have a little tiny crack in your ceiling? They'd go, Oh yeah. All right. We'll get to it. You know, it's one of those. It's not like there's, there's no, uh, water damage or or really risk of that happening. The roof is completely fucked. Um, gutters, all that sort of stuff. It's, uh, but now it's just like the tree (laughs) is still there. Like it's huge. I can't, there's no chainsaw. You I was going to say gets it off. You're not going to take care of that. I'm going to go out on a limp. That's not a pun. I didn't intend that. Oh, wow. And say, (laughs) you are not going to handle this cracked 40-foot oak tree 
yourself. you don't know me man i've branched no, out i don't know what's up do you think you you need to leave <laughs> ah damn it um okay yeah no that's fair but it's also like the the dimension like what's the radius the width the diameter circumference you're going for the diameter of this tree is you can't even like comically like make your arms as wide as you can right now no. to try to turn it a circle. It's have, way, way, do? way bigger than that. You somebody has to come in and do this for you. This is not. Yeah, I would. Where would you start? Like, I don't. You don't have a chainsaw big enough. Like, where well, do you I get would, a twenty-five foot chainsaw? <laughs> I was thinking it'd be fun to call a friend and get one of those like twelve-foot long saws that you like <laughs> partner. Actually, you partner saw. You know what? I, you think? I'm Should we do joking. that? I'm not joking. But about a joke, but I am so. What you should do is call a friend uh-huh. to, and say, "I need you to grab a chainsaw, and just if it, I'll, it's going to maybe take two hours, maybe an hour. Can yeah. you come over this weekend and help me with the streets? Not much, and just be there when he pulls up. <laughs> it's just one tree. Just drives Babe, right by. No, no, an hour, maybe hour and a half. Hey, Jim, it's it. this is the house. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> maybe forty-five minutes tops. I'm a, I, you go on the internet. Where do you even get one of those twenty-five foot long saws <laughs> and two guys in flannel shirts? And yeah. you pay them by making flapjacks for go some, to some reason. Bar and like Rozo, they've got it above the bar. They just take it down. <laughs> We're gonna need this for the weekend. Decorative long saw. Uh, yeah, no, it's way too big for that. So I called my insurance company, Bretton, early this morning because I knew there was going to be storm damage and I wanted to get on the front of all of this. Yeah. And they said, cool, we have, uh, you know, whatever we contract with, we'll send, we'll send them over uh, this afternoon. They'll be there at three. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Let's get started on this thing. And I was hoping what they meant by that was like seven or eight guys with a bunch of equipment would show up this Ooh, afternoon. Right. It was uh, one of those smart cars <laughs> with... A very young, tiny man in a polo shirt. Like, you're not doing shit here. You're just like estimating how long it will take or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's not helpful at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we just live with this tree until somebody comes and takes it down. And he told me that they have to use a crane. Sure. That makes, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not the bird. Like, a, because that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that asked, would be odd. I asked the follow-up because you can't be, you just got to get clarity. Sure. Did you mean the bird? Oh, you didn't? Okay. <laughs> no. I didn't, th- I didn't think so. Good. I was going to say, yeah, you shouldn't this be the bird. In, this guy in the polo shirt looks down and just flipboard makes three more marks. I'm going to back on about <laughs> yeah. 10 grand for. Yeah, it's going to be $50,000. 50000 that sounds right. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say at least 50. So, yeah, I don't know. Just brush everywhere. Um <laughs> I got a uh, blister. But the house is fine, by which I mean the chimney is gone. All the gone. gutters are screwed forever, and the roof I'm is sorry. done for. But the house yeah. is fine. Squirrels live in the house now. Yes. Um, the blister on my hand is like legitimately almost a quarter size. Yeah. Oh. From the chainsaw? From the chainsaw. Yeah. I'm sorry. And you know, there was part of some sick part of me when I woke up was like, I don't have to sit in meetings today. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. outside and like make some progress. I'm gonna work with my hands. I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna use a chainsaw all day, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. clean shit up. 
And that lasted for about 20 minutes <laughs> when I was like huffing and puffing and I had like scratches everywhere. And I was legitimately 0.4% of the way done. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. never mind. This is not one of those fun work with your hands projects where you, you know, you get a little office space mentality in you. And I, I was hoping it'd be that day. It was not that mm-hmm. day at all. Oof. Mm-hmm. No bueno. Stand. Zero beers. Zero beers. Zero beers. Yep. Zero cabin beers. So that's well, it. That's X, Brandon. Yeah. It's all good. Should we move on to, to brighter <laughs> pastures? <laughs> yes. Good. Unless we just want to call this tree talk for the week and just go. From there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much more to offer with the trees. I've always hated the trees and mm-hmm. uh, now they're getting back at me. I deserve this probably in some regard. Um, yeah. Karma. Yep. Coming back to, to get me. Let's talk twins. The Minnesota twins. There's, there's a bunch of new twins. Yeah. Let's talk new twins. Um, John. What do you give yesterday's activities overall? Well, the it really strikes, and I know I know Chicken feels the same way about this, but it it really is like the twins said that they were good at tree management, and <laughs> then they spent a couple of years trying to cut down trees and having them fall over onto their own house, and now they've gotten a bunch of tree removal guys that they just traded for. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they finally got tree, tree removal, guys. That's great. But if they just hadn't cut down all the trees so that they fell on their house, they wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah. So okay. it, it, to me, it feels a little bit like if you were going to do this, why didn't you try to do it not at the trade deadline? Why didn't you try to get better pitching before this? Hmm. And, you know... Again, we're, we've talked already probably too much about Mike Rand's podcast, but I was listening to him and Pat Roycey talk on Monday, and Roycey pointed out that they really, if they had wanted to trade for Castillo or Frankie Montas or any of their, the real big-name starters, they would have needed a lot better prospects than they had. Mm-hmm. And, again, whose fault is that? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. They, I mean, they... Chicken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't one of the big things about the boy geniuses is that they were pitching geniuses? That is what they're. That I is think what you, they were brought in was for. That was part of you my have, speech. With you have Randall. said this, yeah. You have said this multiple times that what we were supposed to be doing at this point, they the Twins wouldn't need to trade for any pitchers because they would have too many pitchers in their system for them to even get innings. They would have to not only have the St. Saint Paul Saints as a triple-A team, but have an entirely new triple-A team just to make <laughs> sure that all of the pitchers in their pitching prospect pipeline would have a place to pitch. And Are you sure that they promised that? That sounds like a lot of, that sounds like a pretty no, big No, they said, like, they, they called your town ball team, like, can you just, we're going to need our guy to pitch some innings. Like, can you just keep... An opening because we don't have enough innings here in St. Paul. We have so many prospects. It's, we have too many. Yeah. Right. And I mean, how many years have the Boy Geniuses been around now? This is year six. So five and a half. Mm-hmm. And which I think is enough. I know where the, the Twins pitching staff was. Pitching staff. When I mean staff, I don't just mean major league level. I mean the whole 
in the organization and where they, it was at when they took over five and a half years ago. But that said in five and a half years, they should be, the twins pitching should be further along than it is right now. And uh, fine. Let's say, okay, you you could say, maybe not at the major league level fine, but they're not even just stacked in pitching at, at, in St. Paul. The, the majority yeah. of their highest ranked pitch, pitching prospects were acquired in the last couple of years, last couple of seasons. Some well, of them were acquired in trades. <laughs> so they weren't even drafted by this team. They were drafted by somebody else. So where are all these guys that they were supposed to draft and develop? That was supposed to be their MO. Well, you draft can develop, develop pitchers that without drafting them. Like of make course you other can. Other pitchers then name them. Yeah. I mean, Bailey over, maybe he's like the this? shining jewel yeah. of this development. Who have they done this with, Brent? I mean, again, I mean, it's not we're Joe, not year two. Joe Ryan years... they traded for, and then twelve minutes later they put him they put him on the major league team. So you can't really count that as developed. He's already developed. He was yeah. And I mean the rest Mr. of their staff Duran. Sonny Gray. Yeah, Duran. Dylan Bundy. <laughs> no. Yep. Devin Smelter. We shouldn't be struggling this hard to name names at this point. And so so this is where they're at. In pitching, that's fine. I think Brandon, you're asking for you. I think you're asking for a letter grade or some sort of maybe. Maybe you're asking for um, a, a number of beers. Taylor Rogers, does he count? Well, he was acquired by the previous regime. I would. I don't think they drafted him. Yeah, but like he got better under them. You got a credit, I, Johnson. Again, we shouldn't be. I, it shouldn't be this hard. To yeah, maybe you could. We shouldn't be sitting here in year six saying, Yeah, maybe you can count him. Fine, there's two or three, right? In year six, there should be more. Yeah, there might, there uh, might be more. I don't feel like looking, looking things up. So, are you saying, are you just, are you saying that you feel like they've been more successful at pitching development than I don't know? I just. I do feel, well, I don't know if it's about pitching specifically, but I do whine about them. And then I think that their record so far has been pretty good. I mean, have they not made the playoffs for, but you're, you're going to say that's like the previous guys teams. Well, I would say it's a function of a hand of a couple different factors. Their best players. I think that the players that are leading them in, if you want to say probability added or whatever metric you want to use were, drafted by the previous regime. That's one component of it. And the other component is that they've played a lot of games within the division and it is a historically garbage division. This straight season. trash, homie. It's really bad. Uh-huh. Um so I want to get you I think you're just to circle back to your original question you're asking about a letter grade for um how the you know, the trade deadline moves that they made yesterday. On the surface, it's a, a B plus A. You know, they yeah. acquired really good players. But I'd also say um, that the homework was due in February. Like, this is yeah, that's great. This, I don't know. Have we, all... I guess my question is, have you, is this how you, I've never thought about a trade deadline of, I'm taking a letter grade off because you shouldn't have gotten into this situation to begin with. Like, 
Shannon yes, Stewart was a great did. trade, but they I guarantee there was somebody that they fucked up drafting or developing or something mm. where they shouldn't have needed Shannon Stewart. They had a much stronger roster and baseball had far less playoff slots at that time. It was a much stronger division at that time. But just as um, an example, like they, they used him as trade, a supplement. Rick Reed or some of these other guys of like no, great trade, but we, we shouldn't have needed them. No, they should. They needed. You should they needed never really need three starting pitchers and three relievers, and they got one and two. Yeah, I mean they they only partially filled the hole that they dug themselves. Um, I, that's I'm not going to give them a ton of credit for that. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying that's what every for the most part trade deadline for a team is going for it. They shouldn't have necessarily needed to do that. Unless you're talking about like the Yankees with Ben attendee. Like, I guess that's not really like a hole that they like. That's my, they just made themselves fucking like unbelievable, like otherworldly smoothing out the edges, filling in cracks here and there that a team might have not this pitching staff crater. Right. (laughs) that they are slightly filling in with good players that they didn't give up, you know, even a top five prospect within their system to get. I like the trades on their own. Yeah. Just analyzing them simply as the player they got for what they gave up in return Yep, and going for it and not punting on the season. I love every aspect of that. Did but you get again, to a point where you were like, Oh, they made a trade. That's awesome. Another trade. That's great. And then you're like, Okay, hold on. Like, let's just slow no. down. We're still going to get our asses kicked by the no. You wanted more. Okay. Cool. I wanted three more moves. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that this, that's what, what this team needs. If you're really saying you're going for it, then they needed probably three, three or four more moves, that, you know, even an outfielder. Yeah. If they would have traded uh, Miranda or Martin or like one of their top three guys, then I may have been like, Jesus, hold on. Like, yeah, let's yeah. not give away everything. I thought they did a nice job of like, what do we like, I agree? The number six prospect, the number eight or 12 or some, somewhere in there of like, that's cool. They will be missed for sure. I get it. I agree. Um, but again, back to John's point, I think, what was it like a, a, over a month ago, they gave up that four run lead in the ninth that really shined a white hot spotlight on how bad this bullpen is. And things have only gotten worse since. Was that that like so, cursed weekend? I yeah. think was that, that part was part of part like, of oh my God. We knew going into the season that this bullpen was bad. Then just before the season started, they traded away their best reliever, made their bullpen worse. The bullpen just continuously got worse as the season progressed and they did absolutely nothing. And then right at the trade deadline, they traded for two very good relievers. So if you want to give them credit for that in its entirety, that's fine. But again, I'm not, I like those two moves simply as they are, but taken in the entire context of the situation, I'm only going to give them partial credit. So, okay. Let's talk about, they got technically, is it four guys? So Lopez, right? The George Lopez. We got George Lopez, Baltimore's which closer. is great. Baltimore really the 2017 Twins trading away Brandon Kinsler. Very much the exact same thing. The exact thing. same thing, right? They're like a game they on got a wild back card. In the playoff race. <laughs> they were getting close. Then they traded their closer and apparently the heart and soul of their team, Dre Mancini, because they were like, yeah, actually, we'd rather have 17 prospects that nobody has ever heard of. Now, Baltimore got four, got four prospects back when the Twins got, got one. For Brandon Kinsler, but yeah, I mean, I'm not 
But at the same time, Baltimore has been bad since they've been like the Detroit Lions of baseball for like the last 10 years. And they finally were not utter garbage. And their front office turns around and trades as their closer. Yeah. (laughs) Another guy. And I don't imagine. I don't have the energy to look up the stats here, but uh, earmuffs, chicken fingers. Kinsler, I believe, was kind of like a sarcastic air quotes all star. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't. Oh, my God. This you dude's been like so much better than that guy, shit. right? I, That's never what that was never the point, and you know it. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, I know I, they got know more prospects for it. I know what you know. The, the, don't, the don't, more no, offensive no. thing is the Trey Mancini trade. The dude is, yeah. John, as you mentioned, like, he is basically like the face of the organization. And just, it's, he's basically baseball's Ricky Rubio, right? No one should ever have traded him, and they just did for basically no reason. Unbelievable. Okay, so that's Lopez. Then they got a catcher, right? Ponce yeah, de Leon. Sandy Alomar. <laughs> yep. What is his name? <laughs> Sandy Lee. Sandy uh, Leon. Is it Sandy? King, 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 King Sandra of, D. Kings of Leon. <laughs> yep. And so that's obviously. And then uh, Fulmer. Michael Fulmer, I believe, who was like an absolute yep. stud Fulmer. as a rookie, Phil Fulmer, and then Chicken this kind of Doug. Doug. Wait, yep. Is it your cousin Doug or your buddy Doug? Cousin Doug, their boy. He's my friend too. He's a good guy. Yeah, don't don't box him into this cousin corner, right? He's also a pal. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and so I don't think he's going to be a huge impact guy. You know, it's kind of a margin play. And then, is it Mall? Is that who you say his last name? I think it's Norman Mailer. Norman Mailer. Norman Mailer. <laughs> and they picked up Norman Mailer, who your casuals will say, uh, I don't get it. He's got a 4.6 ERA or whatever it is, but he plays in a tiny little junior slow, slow pitch softball field. <laughs> slow pitch softball field. It's 250 mm-hmm. all the way around. Yep. Um, and his peripherals, which we love peripherals oh, around. I'm all here, about it. Yep. Number one peripheral podcast on the internet. Um, show that he's a he's a really good pitcher strikes out a lot of dudes doesn't walk a ton doesn't give up a ton of home runs all the stuff that you should be able to control as a pitcher he does and so that guy um is really the the number one piece very very exciting day yeah there was a lot of moves a lot of moves making moves making night moves (laughs) And we have Lopez. We have George Lopez, I believe, for two years, Correct. right? Correct. And then we've got Norman Mailer for at least a year. I got somebody I follow half, I thought that. Uh, well, yeah, this year, next year, and then there's some sort of mm-hmm. like it's possible if he perform if he does well, he'll be able to stay on qualifying offer or something like qualifying, that. which I'm going to pretend I know what that means. So yeah. what you do is you make an offer. Mm-hmm. And and with the offer, you offer a qualification. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're gonna offer okay. you a contract, but and your if that offer ugly. qualifies mm-hmm. under those terms, mm-hmm. then you proceed, and then everybody knows what happens from there. So we don't need unless to, there's a counter qualification, of course. But as we all know, but yes, that's in essence correct. A counter qual, yeah, a CQ as we call in the business. Sure, yeah. So if they, they see you, the quad qual, a quad, a quad call. Yeah. And then you're going to get into, you know, yeah. the quad quals are when we really get into the weeds. You know, everybody weeds. knows that already. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We don't need to, we don't need to go there. Everybody gets it. You know, 
So they might make a QO. Yep. And so we'll see what happens after that. But uh, we get a look at them. We get a free look, free peek mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. under the, behind the. Under the old hood. Under the hood, curtains and sheets. We'll look at it behind all of those. And so it's good. And then uh, Maeda, still kind of around somewhere. Maybe he comes back. I think so. Maybe. Pitching off a flat flat ground, it seems like maybe that's not as much progress as you'd hope. No idea. it's August. I will tell you, I have probably pitched more than, at this point, like 99% of humans, like innings Hmm, pitched as a, as a, just Mm -hmm. as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what, what the difference between like why that's bad and a mound is different. I don't, I don't, I don't don't get it. (laughs) It's a great point. I don't either. Yeah. I like, if you don't know, then nobody knows. No, I have no idea. i like, in the like the spring, you know, before a season starts, mm-hmm. and somebody like, hey, just just go uh, flat ground today, and I'm like, okay, you got it. I wouldn't want to, I don't know, test my ankles on the mound. I'm not sure because I'm still <laughs> like, throwing when arm, forward. When right? you have arm surgery, the real thing that you got to get used know. to is you got to build up those ankles. Yeah, like you're on K two or something. Like, like what, no. still, it's, it's it's you know, it's a foot high. It's not, it's a and month. it's very graded out. It's a very, it's not mm-hmm. a, so I've just been like, okay, you got it. Yeah. Flat ground sounds good today. And then maybe I'll progress, but I don't, I don't, doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm weird. throwing the ball forward towards somebody. Mm-hmm. And if I go flat ground at a hundred percent, that's somehow easier or better than if I go on a tiny little hill of dirt well, and go at a lesser percent. That's why we ask, we ask the tough questions. We do. And we okay. do not answer them. Nope. <laughs> this is that's actually for you. That's question. for you. Listener. Why does the pitching mound exist? The pitching mound exists because it gives the pitcher an advantage to get like downward motion. That makes it harder to hit and they can throw like the curveball sink more and all that sort of stuff. Is okay. it, is it also easier? If it was a flat ground, the dudes would be hitting bombs. I think, I, right? <laughs> Are we we shouldn't be recording See, this. I don't know. We should, should we I press stop. Let's press stop and talk this through, and then these are the kind of things I think about when we record in the middle <laughs> of the night, like we are tonight. I've got up at twelve thirty in the morning. <laughs> a tree on my roof. Uh, no, I I do feel confident that that's what the mound is for. And if you got made it, the higher you made it, the harder it'd be to hit. It's true mm-hmm. because that in the '60s they made it like 45 feet high, and mm-hmm. no one got a hit between 1964 and 1973. Right? Yeah, Bob Gibson had that famous six years in a row with a zero ERA. Yeah. Um. So, but I don't understand the strain on the arm thing. Like he's not able to go onto a pitching mound is pretty goofy to me. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Good. Well, I don't, I, I, I'm very, I saw a headline that we increased our odds um, to make the playoffs because of these moves, which is sounds a little bit like a clickbaity sort of thing, but it stands to reason. That does make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they do feel now, like, as we've talked about plenty of like, they're good. Like, um, Chicken, were you here 
I, I think you maybe had not logged in yet. I was comparing, actually, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Um, I was comparing the, this twin season to the Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler wolf season of like, they're good, but you're also miserable watching them every second. Mm-hmm. Um, I did and, not hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, everybody loved it. The comparison. Um, well, John, he was the only one listening. Um, mm-hmm. But I enjoyed he said, it. He said he liked it. Yeah. Um, this does feel a little bit less like I can't believe this team is winning. They're they're hard to watch. They're bad. And as you mentioned, just because they're playing shitty teams is why they're good. They do feel like a complete team now. Um, maybe you wanted a couple more pitchers. Much which I a, get. More, a more complete team. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Three for sure. Legit starters. Still not enough, but that's good. Um, and obviously their lineup has been, has been awesome. And, uh, Sano is gone. He's just, mm-hmm. he gone, he gone. But, <laughs> that uh, was so that was, it what, was like, <laughs> they tried to get him back into the lineup before the trade deadline, even though no one in the league could possibly, would, know what no one would have traded anything for him. And wow. then what did he do? He played one day and then he slid into first base or something and he's hurt. I can't even remember days. what he did now. I don't either. That or... Yeah. Man. But the, um, what a career that guy had. Very odd. One of one. There's nobody probably like him. Was very good and also the worst ever and impossible to watch. And then just carried a team on his back for like weeks on end. We'll have to think of some good comps for him because I'm not coming up with any. But anyway, I think some hopeful people before the year were thinking it'd be sweet if this Miranda guy could like take his place. Mm hmm. And I did feel very optimistic because the dude was not like a longtime phenom. Like we, we knew Miguel Sano's name for like five years before he made the team. Right. Cause he was like this huge sure. 16 year old, you know, we spent a bunch of money on him, blah, blah, blah. There was like a movie made about him. Um, and so that felt a little hopeful to me, but that's exactly how it has worked out. And the dude's been a stud. That's great. He's, he's been, so you mentioned this team not being particularly enjoyable. There's, mm-hmm. But there, there are only a few players that are that are enjoyable. I think. And, okay. Um, Do you have a ranking order? Miranda's Miranda's certainly one of them. Um. Well, I, I would say Buxton. Number is, one still is number one in my opinion. I haven't, yeah. I I haven't, I'd have to think about this maybe a little, little bit more in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what we do. We do things. No, so let's not think about it at all. Buxton mm-hmm. would be one when he plays. I'm not saying he should play more. I don't want to get into that argument. Okay. But um, it's certainly the fact that he takes so many days off certainly hinders the enjoyment of watching this team. Yes. Again, it is not to say it's a bad idea. No, no, no. Him. Not there's anything wrong with that. No, those are two. I'm not saying he he shouldn't play more. I'm not making that one way or the other. I'm simply, if you're only going to talk about the enjoyment of this team, having your most enjoyable player only play 60% of the time, whatever he's playing hinders that enjoyment. Can we at least agree on that? 100%. Okay. I wish he played more. Is that that too... Yeah, that's it. that's it. Yeah, I understand what they're doing. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying I understand. I'm clear on why they are doing it, but it certainly hinders the enjoyment of the team. Mm-hmm. Miranda has been an enjoyable. Kirilov. I mean, there's there's guys 
that are enjoyable to watch. Korea um, can be enjoyable to watch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Bryce Lewis was kind of this comet that shot across the sky and then left. Um, but he was enjoyable when he was here. But that's kind of the point, right? Some of these guys are enjoyable and then they get hurt. Mm-hmm. Immediately, and we, Rocco is not in any way enjoyable. He's just not. He's he's not charismatic. I'm not saying he's bad. No, he might be really good. I don't know. That's not again not the argument. Now, who There's, would you? Did you enjoy Gardy? Did he? Hmm. Was he a higher enjoyment guy? Because he was maybe a little goofier, right? He probably uh, had some funny quotes going on and. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he was a little, he yucked it up a little bit. TK was, had charisma, right? He was weird. So there, that, in that sense, there was charisma. I'm having a hard um, time squaring TK, like with my memories, because I was a little younger, little bit. I mean, I'm not yeah. like a child, but, but I don't remember him being, but I do remember him like, you I think know, the uh, difficulty, commentating and he was a little boring. He was, he was boring as a person, I think. When I think of TK, um, part of the enjoyment is derived from KQ and their characterization of him. You know, mm. He was a caricature, mm-hmm. um, and the hobble, hobble. You know that's hilarious, <laughs> and you can't. I, at least for me, that was right. And you know, I was what I was seventeen, sixteen, and ninety-one. I was right in the prime. That was that. You know, KQ was at its prime morning show. God, KQ I was so si- good. I was 16. I was working construction, listening to KQ morning show in the back, right? And TK, and they were making fun of TK and the hobble, hobble. Like, that was enjoyable to me, mm-hmm. right? So whether mm-hmm. TK himself was actually... It's the whole experience. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So I look back at it fondly. I look back at him fondly because of that. So it's maybe in terms of just like... I got the most enjoyment out of this guy being manager through his credit or anybody else's. It's TK number one, Guardy two, Rocco three. Yeah, I would our, say so. And Paul our, Molitor was is even probably milk toast. Like he's he's more in the Rocco realm of Jesus. I forgot about Paul Molitor. He he didn't do anything. Yeah, they're the same to me. Charismatic, right? Yeah, a couple of bores. But about the enjoyment of this team, they don't. There's only these few bright spots, but in its entirety, um, they're not a particularly, I hate this term, so I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use hardworking because it's not it. They're all major league baseball players and they worked incredibly hard to get there. So yep. it's, it's a horrible, 
but Rocco takes these guys out in the fourth. He takes them out in the fifth, yeah. right? They get all this time off. Um, it's cliche, but it does hinder the enjoyment of this team, right? Yeah, I want to watch the big dogs eat. That's it. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying it. it's, it's a detriment to the enjoyment of the team, if that makes sense. So it just doesn't make him a particularly enjoyable product. Yeah. Um, and I could be way wrong and it's probably, it's not fair to all the players, right? It's not, well, yeah. tough titty life's not fair. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I, yeah. can, can I just break in for a sec? I want to give you guys a Miguel Sano stat. I was just trying to look up here. Let, so let's assume for a second that Miguel Sano's career is over. Cause I think it probably is. I think it, I, I just scrolled through this. I don't have one of those fancy stat head kind of things, so I can't necessarily say this, but I think Miguel Sano is only one of only two guys in baseball history to strike out a thousand times without getting to 3000 plate appearances. That's remarkable. Uh-huh. <laughs> the other one was Mike Zanino who caught for the Mariners for about 10 years. Oh, I forgot. And he was a oh, good yeah. catcher. So he at least provided some a little different. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and, and also I should, it we take him for granted, but Luis Arise is obviously an enjoyable player to watch. Like you can't I, I watch every part of his at bat, right? You, you can't yeah. turn your you eyes can't away. turn so, away. Um, Buxton and Arise, I think, are for sure one and two. And then Duran Duran is pretty Duran. cool too. Yeah. And Duran, no, that's so there are flashes. Yep. And but I don't know why and, and there's there are. They exist. But for some reason, at least in my mind, they get overrided by everything else and maybe that's me because i'm getting older i am old i think that's probably part of it i think mm-hmm. that's a big part of it so maybe 23 year olds are, are having more enjoyment with this i don't know are they they're not watching baseball that's fair that's probably true yeah it's a hard team to talk yourself into maybe they go on a run though hope so that'd be fun Ryan's had his moments. Sonny Gray's had his moments. They do have, they're fun sometimes. Even Chris Archer has been okay from time to time. But again, it's what he, I feel like he pitches three and two thirds innings most of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see, but they're set up now. They got their guys. So we all agree. We'll see. Uh, let's say seven and a half cabin beers to the trade deadline. Out of how many again? Out of 10. <laughs> so, but one cabin beer is not equal to 10 cabin beers. No, in this scenario, the best thing you could possibly have is 10 cabin beers. Any more than 10, at John, that is just fucking, that's ridiculous. You're getting into Irv territory at that point. <laughs> you never want to go the full uh, Irv at the cabin. 10, 10 beers is the maximum. And I'm suggesting it's a seven and a half beer trade recap grade from us i'll say irv Irv at the cabin has got to be like pacino and godfather (laughs) just top of his game the perfect person in the perfect locale when this guy is at his peak no that's that's accurate yeah that's it you can't yep uh love him love him so much what a great guy Okay, let's move on. John, did you want to talk about uh, the very good hockey player, the Russian Kaprizov? guy? He's yeah. alive. He's yeah. alive, everybody. That's it. 
I'm looking at a picture of him right now at Canterbury. John, I know <laughs> somehow yes. I don't know how I don't know how Chicken has these pictures, but apparently he's at Canterbury with Matt Dumba. Just they're giving PA telling you how. and firing down dollar dogs. I'm not I went to. Uh, Can you send me this picture? I want to see this picture. Sure, hold on. Have you guys been to Canterbury recently? No, no. I put Canterbury in with. Uh, I went to a comedy show Monday night this week. We're recording this on Wednesday. No, no, no. I'm just uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine? Um, no, it was downtown. Um, I put Canterbury and comedy shows in this grouping of. Every time I go, it's the best time in the world. And then I never go back. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. love going to Canterbury. We just went there a couple weeks ago with some friends. Great time. I'll go again in 10 years. What, what do you love about going to Canterbury? I'm curious. I don't know. I think it's probably uh, low expectations. No one's ever like, we're going to Canterbury in three weeks. It's usually like, hey, we got a Saturday open. Why not run down to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you go, oh yeah, fuck it, I guess. And you go, and it's easy to get in. It's not that expensive. They have some pretty decent beers. It's easy to find a seat. You bet on horses, and it's like you bet a couple bucks, and you can bet first through third, which is like at least for our crew of people, like the common way to do it. So you can, you know, you bet ten dollars, you win four seventy five back, and uh, it it takes. Uh, just it's a couple hours of pretty low key enjoyment and then you go home and you're done mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. i don't know it's like a nice mix of like if you decided on a whim to go to the twins game that's fucking awesome that's that's the play that's a great play but that's like three hundred dollars yeah and it's really stressful and you're there for you're either there for three and a half hours or you leave early and I still am kind of in the thing of like, I feel kind of like an idiot leaving in the sixth inning. Cause now I want to know what happened. And there's a little bit of like, it's busy. It's hard to walk around. Well, you know, this is just sort of like much lower level of that. And so the enjoyment is kind of built in and it's great. It's always super fun, but not so fun that I want to go back constantly. I don't know. Good I mean, synopsis. Yeah. I've, I, I just, I need to learn how to have fun at Canterbury or whatever. <laughs> oh, I, mean, it's, oh I, thought you was, you were I just don't understand. Period. I need to learn how to have fun. I just period. don't understand. Every time. Well, yeah, period. I do. That is accurate. But. How do you I'm I'm confused at how you go to Canterbury and you're like, I don't get this. I, this isn't fun at all. Like it's cheap uh-huh. and it's easy and you sit and you watch horses. Are you like a. You're but mad I said that the horses, horses get whipped. It's like we're gonna we're gonna bet on the horses, and it's like buying pull tabs. It is lottery scratchers. You don't enjoy pull tabs? What the hell are we know. talking about? No, I never win a pull tabs. I never win a lottery scratch. Yeah, I but don't see, even the know pull, what I'm doing. But but John, pull tabs and lottery scratchers, they take like four seconds. Like it's immediately done. This is like mm-hmm. at least there's some build up, and there's there's the funny names, and you stand in line and. Maybe your kids need to be a little bit older because I think it's a little bit more fun to go with kids. If you go there and like take it seriously, then that you're probably that's not what Canterbury is for. That's (laughs) that's a little goofy. Uh, You go there and they go, oh, this is uh, it's funny. You know, we'll we'll go get this uh, this horse. You know, like that's that's the extent of it. You do need to learn how to have fun, John. You, John, you would not 
you would not enjoy late night at Irv Irv's cabin then because we on <laughs> we the get TV on horses and we we <laughs> we bet the ponies because uh, late at night it's us it's in Australia obviously because Canterbury is not open at three thirty in the morning. Um, You've tried. We've knocked. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Open up. Nose push, pushed up against the glass. I know the I, horses are in there. I can see them. There's breath coming up. There's horses in there. Oh, and they in Australia they got weird names like they're they're Whipplethorpe Downs and like, <laughs> but it's they're still horses and you're still so you're watching on TV and then you you bet online obviously uh, each mm-hmm. race and you would not enjoy that then. I, I don't and know. I, it doesn't sound like like you're taking it serious. Like you're reading. I would be up real confused. I would be who's real the confused. jockey? Who owns the horse? That's right. What are the conditions? How have they been racing? <laughs> no, Is I, there a racing form? That, do you read the Australian racing form? It's upside down, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got to stand in my head to read this damn thing. Mm-hmm. It's worth it though for the insights. Yeah, something to do. Huh, John, I was not expecting somebody to come at me with Canterbury's just, not that fun. I don't, I didn't, I mean, uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I think it's, I was like, real honestly, curveball. or pull tabs aren't fun. What the, the hell? The closest thing to the truth here is that I don't know how to have fun. No, I'm, uh, John, I, I'm actually thing of all. chicken finger 69. I'm sorry. I'm actually with John on pull tabs. They're not fun to me at all. You both are. They you are both. they don't take long enough? I need some enjoyment. I want to do bingo or the meat raffle. That's the good shit. What like do you that mean takes. Bingo? Okay, okay, all right. Uh, click, so... click, 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 click. I just got ten of ten dollars is gone immediately, right there. Okay. Which let me. So this is what we. This is how we play pull tabs now. Our group. Okay. You, you each throw in twenty. So let's say it's a group of five guys. Okay. Or four, maybe you went golfing, so it's a foursome. And you got so now you got eighty dollars. You go buy pull tabs. You got eighty pull tabs, and you throw them in the middle of the table. You don't okay. each get twenty. There's eighty pull tabs in the middle, and you go around in a circle, and you're having beers and you're bullshitting and stuff. And each person individually pulls them, and each tab at a at a time. You do this slowly. If you get and then you strip tease it. You strip tease it. Mm. Ooh. That and there is like also, there's a so <laughs> there is also so you know how there I don't know how often you play pull tabs. There's different levels of boxes. So there's like the one dollar tabs, and then there are like the five dollar or even more expensive tabs. Lottie okay, duh. So, so let's say you buy well. eight you buy eighty dollars worth of one dollar tabs, and then you buy let's say an additional twenty dollars worth of five dollar tabs. So oh four, you have four or five. So then and then 20. if you get so you pull a tab. If you get a line, you set, you do it slowly. So all you can see is that you got a line. You don't know how much you've won. Okay. If you get that, then you get to pull again until you don't get, until you haven't got a winner. Right. And you set these lines aside. So you don't know how much you've got. And until that, you keep going around in a circle. If you pull a winner, you get to pull another one. Keep going around in a circle until you get all 80 of them are gone. Then you start opening up the ones with the lines to see if you have any big winners, $200, $500, $1,000 winners, okay? And if you do get a big winner, then you get to pull one of the big pot ones to see if you get one of the big dogs that you can win, let's say, $2,500 from. Then you get one of those $5 tabs if you get one of the big winners. So you get to double down. So then it starts getting more exciting. 
You just that, said that, that you just does said, sound way more exciting than my pull tab experience. You stretch life. it out. Yeah, you just said the word if like 75 times though. If this happened, like it never happens, doesn't it? Like you got a well, 80 of them, three of them were winners, two of them were one dollars, and one of them was forty dollars. Sometimes there's just now, so much. We uh, went on Friday, and the very first pull tab that I pulled, five hondo. No. First one. Give me a break. First one. Very first one. Happens. Wow. That's that's so the magic of chicken finger 16. And that's just he, but that's then, he goes through life. Good mm-hmm. things happen to him. Guess how much we how much after that we spent on pull tabs? Fifteen hundred dollars. Five hundred five hundred dollars <laughs> worth of pull tabs were then purchased eventually as the night went on. Right. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that part. No, no, um, no. Stupid. Maybe, maybe, maybe the universe is just sort of equalizing through the podcast. Like over here we got we got chicken pulling a five hundred dollar <laughs> pull tab and then Let's a ruin this guy's house. Ran his house. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Let's uh, take, well, take a hint. Five honey, baby. I don't know. I don't know much about God, but I know who he loves more. <laughs> the guy who lives in the town with all the great church architecture right there. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, mm, you're well, so the point. The overall point is you're extending it out more. And okay, then, like, well, let me ask line, you then. People start screaming like, ooh, ooh. You start, right? You start getting yeah. excited. And then if you pull a big dog, then they're screaming. You can run around the bar. There's nothing wow. better pulling a big dog. Is there, if you could choose the evening, would you choose pull tabs or bingo? Pull tabs. They're I'm pull not, tabs I, guy. I don't, I think I've played two hands of bingo in my life. And okay. I think both of them were like in fourth grade because we had a substitute teacher. I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't think I played a lot of bingo. I could be. It was, it was food pyramid bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it may be way more. Starch. Way more enjoyable than I. Yeah, um, I came in. You should have late. seven servings of grain. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> G seven, seven USDA grains is lying to you. What the hell does it make any sense? It's way too many carbs. <laughs> um, I did. I enjoyed the old food pyramid. It was great. It was like, well, if you just eat nothing but pasta all day, you'll be an extremely healthy Tons person. Tons of bread. You know? So much bread needed. Um, they have bingo up at the, the local dive at my cabin. And, uh, if it's a rainy day and we have nothing to do outside, we will go do bingo. Hell yes. I'd be in very good time. Yeah. It's a fucking great time. Yeah. I would love that. I'd be in. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Sure. You get like four boards going. You gotta be too much locked in, bro. Like you gotta be in. No, you don't need to. You don't need to. That's like an advanced that's an advanced strategy. You know, oh, I, one, for, for you, I'd love to get you into just one board. And then I'd love to see by the end of that first day, two boards. I think no, you're a two board guy. I'm not a two board guy. I can guarantee it. <laughs> Trust it, me way too I much. Quit, no. And I'm not even a one board guy. I am. You want to look on like my, uh, yeah. like one of the kids that comes with like my seven-year-old. Like you and me a, are going to do this together. Chicken finger 69. I mean, now I'm use the formal name. I, I flipped. Like a little chickadee. I can't, if I'm in a bar and drinking, I can't. I'm not going to sit there and concentrate. What the hell's, it's what we do all week at jobs, right? You can't, I'm not going to, that's not what I'm doing a weekend too. Focus? No, I can barely focus as is. 
I, I want to have my beers. And, and if there's something on TV, I want to focus on that. And then if somebody says something funny, I'm focusing on that. If some weirdo walks in, I'm going to, I want to focus on making fun of him. Someone gets a line. I'm on that. Move other things. I can't be focused on one line. piece of card. Just so you know, a pull tab line is what I meant by that. I really I was not... thought you were talking about Coke there. For a <laughs> <I'm second>. not... <laughs> there was a little bit of a weird silence there of like, oh, uh well i don't know uh <laughs> hold on I, it was a little goofy Whoa. no a, a pull tab really line it was a it was a callback well you people over there in the northwest suburbs i don't know maybe what it's what you're up to every day maybe that's what you're <laughs> that's, that's cool oh boy uh all right cool let's move on john we have a bit from uh from our old friend Stu. Uh, yes. This is now gonna be three straight weeks of a top six. He's got yeah, an intro Stu. that he likes to talk about why six. I don't know what it is. He's got Stu, it written down Stu somewhere. Somehow, Stu somehow it has to be like a bartender most of the time in the summer. I don't quite understand. He has like a normal job, but he works for a brewery. And so in the summertime he has to like work nights handing out beer. So it's been the top six. It was the top six songs from Appetite for Destruction the first mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And then last week it was the top six songs from I've forgotten now. Uh, Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms. Yep. Was it from a specific album or was it the top six? Mm-hmm. Gin Blossoms I believe it was New overall? Miserable Experience, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that is, I think that is right. And so this week we've got the top six Maggie's. And because Stu is who he is and politically speaking, it's just Maggie Thatcher. Six times in a row. He loves <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Very no, quick it. bit. <laughs> it, it, it actually, <laughs> at the end of the list, it does say here, if you're wondering where Maggie Thatcher is, the answer is hell. So, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> he, but. So here, here we go. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I can only think of two famous, two Maggie's that I, I just, that I don't know personally. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see how many of the, if either of those two are on. Well, Other than that, I can't I'm, name six famous Maggies. No, I, I definitely don't know six. six famous Maggies. It's possible that a couple of them are, or maybe all of them are fictional. I, it, I'm going to even just give you a preview. No. I would say John doesn't even know. Are, <laughs> three of them are famous people. I'm just going to tell you right now, going into this top six list, three of them are famous people. Okay, and three so, are just people from Stu's hometown. Like, yeah, that's... well, we'll just wait and see this list here. Maggie right, Johnson, here number six, n- number six on the list of the top six Maggies. Maggie Simpson. Okay, ah, and I'll, that's, I'll one of, has, that's one of the two that I have. Has as an explanation <laughs> is from the cartoon. Yeah, Maggie Simpson. <laughs> so top she six. got into the top six because she's in a cartoon. That's right, but she's a character in a cartoon because he needed six. He just needed six needed is more six. than five. Yeah, yeah, because we care that much. I get it. Okay, Maggie right. Simpson. I think I'll allow that. That makes sense to me, I guess. Um, all right, number five. <laughs> <laughs> I've just thought of the line of Homer when they he gets the birth certificate, they hand him the birth certificate, Maggie's birth certificate, and he says, Margaret, who the hell is that? <laughs> oh, that's Maggie. Oh, Maggie. Okay. oh yeah. <laughs> All right, number five. Um, I think this is actually Dame Maggie Smith, the British actress who's been in a thousand movies and always looks like she's going to scold you for speaking such rubbish. Yeah, yeah. 
little she was uh, Downton little Downton grouchy. Abbey, I think, I think she was the Down Abbey. She was the lady. Uh, it was kind of. She's like, what is a weekend when someone mentions weekend? Because she that's how, that was the point of how rich she was. She didn't really understand what that meant. Ah, British humor. Yep. You guys are not going to be surprised to hear this, but I never saw Downton Abbey. I saw enough to see that line and know that was the best they could do. And that was it for me. It was pretty bad. All right. Now, number four, I said three of them were famous people, but we're, we're touch and go on this one because number four is Maggie Siff. And Stu says she was Rachel on Mad Men and is apparently on the show Billions, which he hasn't watched. And again, you won't be surprised to find out. Neither have I. Rachel, okay. would that be the she was like the daughter of the clothing store owner? Yes. Right? Yeah. Like early in the series run. OK, so that girl's real okay. name is Maggie. Oh, Jeez. boy. Yeah, I, just, my God, Stu. I feel like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel already. She's we're scraping the bottom of the Maggie barrel. All right. All right. Number three is Maggie Gyllenhaal, who would have been the only Maggie that I ah. could definitely name. Yep. It was that and Simpson for me. Yep. She was <laughs> Stu's Stu says she was in Donnie Darko. If you were in Donnie Darko, you make this list. Stu I loves Donnie Darko. I didn't think of her or Maggie Simpson. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Donnie Darko. I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts on that? Have you seen it? Yeah. Do you remember it? I haven't seen it. No, I've never seen Donnie Darko. If I see that, I don't remember it. Yeah, I think it was one of those like sarcastic air quote deep sort of movies mm-hmm. that I didn't really understand. Cultish, kind yep. of. Would you, yep. Would it, would it qualify as a cult? A cult classic. Cult classic. I think so. Okay. Was was Jake Gyllenhaal and Donnie Darko? Yes. Yeah, so both Gyllenhaals. Jake was the star of it. He was he was Donald. Yep. Don, Don, Don no. Darko. I, I'll, have you heard that they're remaking Roadhouse and Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be. No. Um, Come on. Swayze, Swayze. I just heard that today. Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal is like 45 years old. Isn't I, that supposed to be like a younger person? I, it, maybe he was supposed to play the Sam Elliott role, but I thought they were saying he's going to be. Oh, okay. Should it be oh, like Tom Holland? He'd be great at it. Speaking of, remake. speaking of how old people are, I, uh-huh. I wanted to mention this. I forgot about it till right now, but I wanted to mention this to you guys tonight. So, you know, Vin Scully died yesterday. And mm-hmm. obviously that's extremely sad. Even even people who are, well, middle-aged like oh me God. and missed a lot of Vin Scully still love Vin Scully. Mm-hmm. And so I someone posted the clip of him calling... Kirk Gibson's home run in the 1988 World Series. One of his most famous calls. I think he was on the radio. I don't think he was on TV. But I, so I'm sitting there watching this. And, you know, Kirk Gibson limps up to the plate. Neither of his legs work anymore. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's got a mouth. He's totally disheveled. He's got a mouth. He looks like he's been smoking cigarettes in an asbestos factory for three years. Just absolutely looks utterly decrepit. You know how old Kirk Gibson was that year? Kirk Gibson was 31 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's a hard 31. That was a. I would have guessed. I mean, he looks like he's 55. Yeah. Just absolutely looks terrible. He's got a pot belly somehow. Just. I was going to say 36 is a joke. So you could say 38. Yeah. No, he was 31. My God. Baseball. 
I mean, all wow. sports have changed in this way, but baseball really, I think, has changed the most that players discovered like nutrition and fitness in our lifetimes. I think that the point you just made might be the best point of all of it. 31 years old, Kirk Gibson hobbling <laughs> up to. Jeez. Uh, very quickly. It is Jake Gyllenhaal remaking Roadhouse. Do you know? I could, mm. I could give you a million guesses at who his sidekick will be in the movie. Who's been cast as his sidekick, who is his Sam Elliott. It's somebody you both know. It's a famous person. Mm-hmm. I can give you a million guesses. It's, it's a, it is a man. I, I, it's not a trick in that sense. Okay. It's a man we Don't both know. Is it Kirk Gibson? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> be perfect. Is it Rocco Baldelli? No. Um, All right. it's, someone, it's someone we both know. And it's but everybody. But it's got to be. It's going to be ridiculous. Jonah Chris Hill. Pratt. Uh, this person is closer to Kirk Gibson than he is to Chris Pratt. Brett Favre, Brad Brad Pitt. You are getting Brad Brett Favre. He's closer to Brett Favre than to than to Kirk Gibson. The Rock. Uh, no, you're getting colder. <laughs> think, think Brett Favre. You're getting closer with Brett Favre. Brett Favre. I'm getting closer with Brett Favre. Howie Long. <laughs> you're getting further away. You're getting too old. <laughs> too old. Tom Brady. Um, Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor, come on. Connor nah. McGregor. I'm, re- I'm reading it right after now. I'm looking at right on. It's no, I right believe here. you. I'm just saying I'm out on the movie. I will not be seeing that. Connor McGregor to make acting debut in Roadhouse remake alongside Jake Gyllenhaal. Nine it would have taken close. me a million guesses. You never think I, I would have. Well, I could yeah, keep going with tough guy, like fighter. I was still, you still wouldn't have. Mm-mm. Mike Tyson, Mr. D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, what are we at for the Maggies? All right, we're, 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 we have done. one left. We're down. No, we got two left. Two to go. You wish. Maggie Gyllenhaal was number three. Maggie, <laughs> number two is Maggie the dog. That is Stu's wife's dog when she was growing up. <laughs> And he said he'll be in trouble if she's not on the list. Now he's so, going to say Maggie May Rod Stewart, I believe, right? Does that yeah, have that's to be number, number one. one. Number be. one is Maggie May. Then oh, he, he seems to be referring to the song because Maggie May is not a real person. And Stu says the mandolin part still wrecks. Hell yes. At the end. Yes. Great. I'm going to. Uh, who was Maggie May? I'm going to look this up, too. If it's Margaret Thatcher, we're just this split. It's going to explode. <laughs> um, that is a good song, but I think it's a little too long for me. Sorry. Because of all the mandolin? Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. The mandolin, it's good for a couple seconds, and then I. Time to move on. Sorry, mandolin. Sorry, Chris Tile. Right. I know that. Unbelievably, I know a mandolin guy. <laughs> Me, who doesn't know anything about anything. So are we are we doing some extra recon about a Maggie character here? Is that what I we're doing? Um, yeah, it's fingers? famous. I was hoping it'd be like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I was hoping it'd be like 
Muhammad Ali's second wife. So I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Like, I, it was who? It was Tani Katayan. No. <laughs> it was. It always comes bad. back to Tani. Nobody famous. Uh, it's the yeah. woman that took Brad Stewart's virginity at a music festival in like 1961. <laughs> okay, so it could have been Margaret Thatcher. I think it could have been Muhammad Ali's second wife. Could not reel it even out. Could be anybody. Those two are the top of the prime suspects. <laughs> We're starting there. If we need to widen the search, we will. But <laughs> Kirk Gibson, Kirk Gibson, Conor McGregor. There's so many that it could There's be. So many possible candidates. Mandy's dog when she was a child. <laughs> I mean, that's not everybody's a suspect. We can't that's rule anyone out. Point. Yeah, Rod Stewart has done a lot of drugs and a lot of crazy things. That's probably. Wouldn't even be in the top 10. Oh, that's right. That's great. Anyway, that's your top six. Top six. I don't think this one is going to occasion the level of vitriol that was thrown Stu's way for the previous two Thank top you. six yeah. lists. I think he sensed that the top six was getting to be a very popular polarizing thing. And he needed to just yeah. dial it back a little bit with something so weird that <laughs> nobody could ever argue it's both off the wall and he made me read it instead of showing up and doing it himself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the heat. It's yeah, it's yeah. I'd say the heat lowered. is off him for a week. Temp's been lowered. Yep. Uh okay. We have run out of our to- of our topics, at least what I'm seeing on my agenda. You guys have anything else? Any sneak attack items? Mm, no. I got, Kirk Gibson was my only one. That and Miguel Sano being one of two players in baseball history to strike out a thousand times without coming to the plate three thousand times. Those were excellent sneak attacks. Um, one thing that was happening on Twitter.com was we were talking about our favorite naps. I think we should do a nap draft next uh, episode. All right. Um, I'll, I, I, I'm, all at, right. I'm at the point of life I'll, I'll where the only nap that I that I take is the it's the weekend and I can take a nap and I'm going to take a nap because I'm exhausted because I have young children now. Okay, well, that's your top pick. That's fine. We'll see. If I'm not saying it's a top one. pick. I'm just saying what other naps are there at this point? Okay, gotcha. Uh, you know, think about it a little bit. There's there's a, there's other naps. How about I'm not the... a nap guy, so I'll be like your Timberwolves. I just won't be a part of the draft. How about the Brent Musburger nap in a running car woken up by a police <laughs> officer? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's actually, actually very common. I don't like, that, does that count as a nap? Because then that's I'm I am a napper. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> turns out yeah, I am a napper. Huge napper. Uh, yeah, I think a nap needs to be purposeful. Yeah, I don't think it can be uh, waiting at the drive-through, like a like a handful of athletes have been arrested. <laughs> I think I don't know. <laughs> do you guys uh, remember? Do you guys remember Timberwolves player Eddie Griffin? Uh, he's a comedian. Sure. Was it Eddie? I think that name is right. Brandon, I need your help here. Are you talking about the guy who did the thing in the car? Oh, yes. Talking that it, yeah. got in a car crash because he was <laughs> watching adult movies on a TV in his steering wheel, as I recall. Um, I, this is what I remembered. I wanted to check that with you. Yeah. Uh, I would also just. Uh, I'll say like he's dead. And so okay. it was kind of a We're really expanding. He was a little bit of a yeah, it wasn't like necessarily a funny thing. He was really uh, had some had some real big issues in life. But um, yes, I do believe he was watching 
a movie while driving. And uh, yes, he, I think he ran into something, got into a car accident for sure. Yep. Pretty embarrassing. Pretty, one of the most embarrassing stories. Yeah, that's him. His name's Eddie Griffin. I just looked it up. All right, there you confirm. What what was your Google search to confirm that that was Eddie Griffin? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> jerk off basketball player. There was like a <laughs> 20 million results, but it was the top one. Uh, no, I just did Eddie Griffin basketball just to confirm, and yeah, it was just to confirm that was his name. Yep, yep. Um, he so it looks like he struck he was involved in a car crash after the accident. He went into a nearby convenience store and told people he was drunk and didn't have his driver's license and then asked them not to call the police. (laughs) Spoiler alert. They called the police. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're gonna, they're gonna do that every time. Yeah. Yep. Um, he hit a train. That's how he died with his car. Oh no. Yeah. Doing the same thing. You think he'd learn this? (laughs) <laughs> lesson actually it was i mean probably no real proof here um yeah yep that's a tough way to go one of the toughest i think probably maybe who knows anyway back to naps uh we'll talk about them chicken do you uh, you're not a nap guy that's fine i'm not really a nap guy either how many naps would you say you take in a year Mm. legit we're not joking around about passing out in the car out in the yard or something like that um uh yeah i mean like go watch turn golf on and go on the couch on a sunday type nap you mean like a legit yeah i'll give you like a a little bit of a pass out like i'm up at the cabin we're all you know we've we've been day drinking so long as the the sun's still out i'll call i'll consider that a nap Okay, one last question, and then I'll answer. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be intentional, or just sitting down? You're tired, and you like maybe doze off for a half. I initially second. thought it should be intentional. It does not have to be intentional. No way, because a lot of them would be disqualified. Okay. Hmm. Intentional naps zero. Um, unintentional. Let's say. Yeah, maybe half a dozen. That's probably okay. four. Okay, you get four a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to the nap draft. It's gonna be good. Okay, so next week, and I say week, it may be months from now. Uh, nap draft. Uh, another top six. I hope. Um, more. Uh, what do we call them? Cabin beers. More cabin beer rankings, possibly. <laughs> Um, and then some sports. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, we're gonna do the Vikings and, soon, right? Because it's August. We'll, it's early August, and we'll we'll see if Brandon's house stays fine. By which he means has only had two of the rooms crushed or something. <laughs> Could you imagine tomorrow if Chicken goes to a bar and pulls like another five hundred? We just I, move. <laughs> we just leave. Fuck this. We're done. Do just text Brandon right away. Tell him you got to get out. Get of out. Texting get you a picture out. of it. I'm texting you. Go somewhere you can't be found. Not even stopping at home. Not even going to pack a bag. And don't tell us where you're going. I'll pack a go bag tonight just in case. You'll find them. Yep. Okay. Good chat. As always, Uh, we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye.